0: Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast, a Lower Gentry Studios production. I'm your host, Chuck O'Noctane. This episode is sponsored by the web series, Canyon County. After a personal tragedy, a social worker navigates the stresses of a mental health care career. Battling her supervisor and her own stubbornness, she tries to help a high school student become a functioning member of society. Canyon County is streaming free on YouTube. It's hosted on Lower Gentry's channel. If you live in Nampa or Caldwell, you'll recognize a lot of the locations. Putting that series together was a blast. The writerslash director was a social worker for years, as was I. And I can say that if you are in the mental health field, you'll definitely be able to relate to the situation shown in each episode. If you aren't in mental health and you think you want to give it a go, you should probably watch Canyon County because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Speaking of not all sunshine and rainbows, what the hell is going on here in Idaho? What's going on in our country? This week, has been difficult for me to find my usual motivation and optimism. That's definitely an optimistic description. I took time to think about my own feelings of frustration these past couple of weeks, and I realized it stems from a lack of dopamine. And that lack of dopamine stems from a lack of leadership. Let me explain. I'll start with the dopamine. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter, or a chemical naturally produced in your body that helps transmit signals between your neurons. Your brain is made up of about 86 billion neurons. Obviously, that number is rounded to the nearest billion. And they connect in 100 trillion different ways. So yeah, neurotransmitters are pretty damn important. So you can understand my concern when I realized I was lacking one of these chemicals. People generally associate dopamine with feeling good, which is true. When you have high levels of dopamine in your brain, you typically feel good or energized, but research in psychology has whittled down the mechanism a bit more accurately than that. Dopamine is all about expectation. Here's a scenario that we can all relate to. All week long, you've been looking forward to having the house to yourself. Your family and your roommates are leaving for the night on Saturday. Your plan is to eat Ben and Jerry's and watch Titanic for the 25th time. Saturday night arrives everyone leaves your house, the excitement begins to build and finally climaxes when you plop yourself on your couch in front of the TV ice cream in hand. That feeling of excitement starts when everyone is gone. That feeling is caused by an increase in dopamine, which happens when your plans unfold as you imagine them. Now, your body doesn't only release dopamine when your expectations for the future unfold according to your imagined outcome. Dopamine is released in its largest amounts when you suddenly experience a positive occurrence that was completely unexpected, such as getting a gift on a day other than your birthday or Christmas or finding an onion ring in your order of french fries. The best guess psychologists have for the function of dopamine is to control our behavior. From an evolutionary perspective, it likely evolved to help us repeat behaviors that are rewarding. We probably didn't evolve dopamine to eat Ben and Jerry's, but dopamine was likely the excitatory chemical that allowed us to remember vividly when we suddenly found a giant fruit tree while scavenging, or we found that stream packed with delicious water critters. Unfortunately, we as humans weren't naturally equipped to deal with rewards as enormous as Ben and Jerry's or Margaritas or Marlboro Lights or cocaine. Now, I'm not bringing up my lack of dopamine because I've fallen victim to a 12-step program. Although addiction is connected to dopamine release, I use addiction broadly, from alcohol to illegal drugs to people that habitually check their social media and post constantly heavy social media users have likely had enormous unexpected dopamine rushes in the past that happened because of something they posted. They may have those dopamine hits frequently, but even if they don't, that initial unexpected hit drives them to repeat the same behavior over and over again expecting to get that rush. Now what I want to talk about next is what happens when expectations aren't met. High expectations are not a healthy thing for anyone to have because expectations alone can increase your dopamine levels in anticipation of a reward. Let's revisit the night alone scenario. Let's say you're about to sit on the sofa and watch Titanic. You go to the freezer to grab your pint of chocolate fudge brownie and you realize that you left it in the car six hours ago. You go outside, open your trunk, and find a bag of produce marinated in melted ice cream and brownie chunks. The store is closed, so now you have to watch Titanic without the ice cream. Or you'll just have to wait to have your movie and treat night in another three weeks, because that's the next time you'll have the house to yourself. If that scenario makes you want to throw a tantrum like a toddler, you aren't alone. When high expectations are met, your brain turns on the dopamine faucets even higher. When your hopes are suddenly shattered, the faucet turns off. Even though the tub is only a quarter full and you just dumped a bunch of bubble bath soap in the water. Sorry, you'll just have to slosh around with a cold torso. Dopamine giveth great moods and dopamine taketh away. That's the power of dopamine. I suspect I'm not the only person right now experiencing dopamine withdrawal. I've tried my usual routes, whiskey, better whiskey, even better whiskey, but my brain isn't supplying me with that kick That makes me want to drop the bass and hit the dance floor. Dopamine seems to be dribbling out of my faucet like urine sneaking past an 80-year-old man's prostate. But why? Prior to this COVID outbreak, most of us had a routine that gave us the expected amount of dopamine, more or less. It was mostly predictable for most of us. Then began the stay-at-home order. I'm assuming Idaho's was similar to those experienced throughout the rest of the country. Here in Idaho, we locked down on March 25th. Over a month later, on May 1st, our governor, Governor Little, started the phases of reopening. As of today, our country's Independence Day, more than three months after the initial stay-at-home order, well past the toilet paper shortages, the virus is more prevalent than it has ever been in this state. Let me explain this in terms of dopamine. Dopamine levels tank March 25th. May 1st. They start to come up again due to expectations of life returning to normal. End of June, they tank again. I've made light of our governor in previous podcasts because I see him as a bit of a bonehead, but really, he's a terrible leader. What was the point of creating reopening phases if there is no plan to contact trace and increase testing to an acceptable level to avoid further infections? Why would we even shut down in the first place if the plan was to reopen, watch infections increase, then shrug your shoulders and take zero accountability for your role as leader of this state and slyly blame residents for not following protocols? We followed your damn protocols, mostly at the very beginning of this fiasco. Cases went down quickly after that initial order. How about we spend the majority of the $1.25 billion of federal funds to contact trace and test more people? I wish the lack of leadership was limited to our governor. Our own president is out having rallies as cases spike throughout the country. I also spent some time thinking about who do I know in this country that I respect as a trustworthy and level headed leader? This is my list, and I'm open to input for additions. Number one, Andrew Yang. He's a former Democratic candidate for president. He advocates for a universal basic income and to also give $100 to every voting-age U.S. citizen each year to drown out special interest money in national and local politics. He obviously didn't get the Democratic Party presidential nomination for 2020, but currently he is raising funds to pilot his universal basic income plan with various low-income individuals throughout the country. He actually used the media coverage he gained while running for president to the benefit of other people, rather than to continue to increase his own personal notoriety. Number two, Ralph Nader. He ran for president several times in the 90s and 2000s, and he's famously blamed by the Democratic Party for costing Al Gore the 2000 election. I believe Ralph Nader's story should be taught in history books. He took on GM in the 1960s, and in spite of GM illegally tapping his phone line and hiring prostitutes to seduce him, GM was never able to gather character damning evidence on Nader. Ralph Nader is one of the reasons why your vehicles meet minimum safety standards. Those two are all I have for now. I'm hopeful that in 2020, smaller parties like the Libertarian Party and the Green Party will get more recognition because the Republicans and Democrats have done nothing to increase my dopamine levels for as long as I have been eligible to vote. Anyway, there's not a lot we can do as Americans until the next election. Even then, we're at the mercy of the two-party system's inability to choose viable candidates. So what can you do to make sure you get the dopamine hits you need? Well, let me give you a list of healthy ways as cocaine and other drugs definitely work, but you'd have to stay high all the time in order for it to work on a permanent basis. The best way to keep dopamine levels consistent is to get enough sleep. Sleep deprivation is associated with higher fluctuations in dopamine, aka mood swings. Get your eight hours and you'll probably be happier. If not, the people around you are guaranteed to be. Exercise helps dopamine levels as well, but research hints it's mostly a long-term benefit. As in, if you exercise regularly, your baseline dopamine levels increase. This is why your spinning instructor is so annoyingly peppy. Eating right helps dopamine levels. This is, again, a long-term strategy. So your spinning instructor could be peppy due to the fact she's a vegan. For an immediate healthy dopamine fix, try getting some sun, listening to music that gives you goosebumps, meditating, doing something nice for someone. Oh yeah, and of course sex. Sex is the ultimate dopamine releaser because how else could there be 7 billion of us and counting? Let's end with a joke from a hat. Take a joke from a hat When you read it, I'll bet That you make someone laugh It's a joke from a hat What's the best way to cover up a bad hair day? styling gel. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you like this podcast, the biggest favor you can do for us is to tell a friend. Podcasts are still a word-of-mouth medium, so shoot some words from that mouth of yours and be sure to aim them at people's ears. Happy Independence Day, stay happy, and stay healthy.